0: I'm Melissa Currens. And I'm Amy Yersten And we welcome you to the eighth episode of the What Would Alice Paul Do podcast. This show is about demystifying what it means to be a volunteer with the League of Women Voters today. In this episode, we're going to be talking about engaging voters on or around National Voter Registration Day, also known as NVRD. And we'll talk about when is the right time to do registration and outreach to younger voters. And we'll share an activist alert. It's been a great summer, Amy. It's almost at the end of the summer already. I can't believe it.
1: I am so ready for it to be over. <laughs> actually, actually, I just bought three dresses <laughs> that are long sleeve and I can't wait to wear with leggings and boots.
0: <laughs> are you already drinking pumpkin spice lattes?
1: Uh, no, actually, I, that's got like way too many calories. I do not drink any of that stuff. <laughs> I'm old school. Just drip coffee with some almond milk. <laughs> my kids go to school on Tuesday. So I, I am I cannot wait for summer to be over and for school to start and that big, beautiful school bus to show up and take my kindergartner away.
0: <laughs> well, that's pretty exciting. Kindergarten.
1: I know like this is the first time like yeah I mean what nine years that I will have like a long extended period of time to myself so (laughs) I um I am gonna do so much league it is going to make my head spin
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's good well we're looking forward to that because we could use you Amy
1: yeah yeah (laughs) I I hope so unless I start making people mad because I have all these crazy ideas bring in my idea fairy (laughs) right
0: the good idea fairy as we know you as
1: You know, since the summer has passed, though, I did get a chance to read some really good books. Um, So we I know we had talked about we wanted to share what we've been reading. And so Mm -hmm. now that summer is coming down to the wire, we could talk about what we have read. Yeah. The last couple months. So I because of the political environment that we live in and I want to feel like I'm doing enough uh, to stay abreast of all the crazies that are happening in our policy um, sphere, I picked up a couple of books. One is called What We Do Now, Standing, standing Up for Your Values in Trump's America. And this one is really great. It's quick um, because it's all essays by some of our great, great civil rights activists, immigration activists. Um, I mean, it's it's got everybody who's anybody's in here. Robert Reich's in here and Gloria Steinman, um, ACLU president. I mean, there, it's just, it's really great in double And so reading their essays about how to stay true to your values, stay tr- strong, in and, um, what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, it was really great. So I was able to read this one in just a couple of days. So this one again is called what, what we do now standing up for your values in Trump's America. So mm-hmm. I highly recommend that one. And then the other book that I just – I devoured this one like crazy fast. And I, I don't even know if many people have even heard about it because I think it's brand spanking new. Um, this one's called You're More Powerful Than You Think, A Citizen's Guide to Making Change Happen. And it's by Eric Liu, I think is how you pronounce his name. And um, he – this was amazing. Like it it just I, – I have um, little rabbit ear markers throughout the entire book. <laughs> yeah. And it – um it gives a lot of great examples about what other activists have done in the past so you feel really empowered but then it it just it gives you a few like concrete ways to come together um and uh it's it's good i i recommend it it's uh it was really really great wow. got some strategies in there um and so I, for all of our friends out there that listen to this podcast obviously i would say go back to listen to advocacy vs lobbying our one of our first podcast episodes but Mm -hmm. tag that with this particular book you're more powerful than you think and i think that'll really help you feel empowered to to lace up those boots and get out there
0: and it sounds like a good book to recommend to people who also just probably ask what can i do you could recommend this book too Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: i think league members know uh, we have power, but maybe some of our um, neighbors and family members don't know. So it'd be a good book to recommend. This is the citizens' guide, and so it's
1: it it's quick, it's thoughtful, it gives you some concrete ideas. Yeah, you'll love it. I I really recommend it.
0: Right. I um I've been reading a lot of fun books. But I had an opportunity to go to Illinois this summer as part of the membership and leadership development program through National League of Women Voters. So I drove to Bloomington, Illinois, which I had never been to before. And it's a home of state farm, I've learned. Mm. And um, so we had a great training there. And then uh, Springfield, Illinois is pretty close to Bloomington. So I was trying to um, do some self-care and, and just learn about Uh, Abraham Lincoln and so it was really cool to just go there and be inspired I've never um, I hadn't ever had a chance to see Lincoln's home and then they have uh, the old state house there and so you you kind of can see like Lincoln's time like they had the law office and I did a ghost tour because I love doing those (laughs) kind of things because I'm silly but um but you know something like that you get to like just hear different stories and then uh after I went there I started listening to Doris Kearns Goodwin's um, book, Team of Rivals. I listened to it on audio book and it's like 50 hours long. So <laughs> like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get it all done, but um, I've listened to about a quarter of it so far. And what I really love about it is just like, it's inspiring. It's like, it's a way to reflect on what's happening now and thinking about, you know, all the stresses that were happening in 1860 and all that, like, you know, our country has faced a lot of problems in the past and we have rose up and solved them. So it was, it's like nice for me to like go back to history. And that's what I tend to do that a lot.
1: That, you know, actually that just reminded me. I, I think that's that I, uh, I didn't, I haven't thought of it like that when, um, this past summer I've, I went a couple of weeks, uh, to visit my family in California. And during that time when I was gone, Charlottesville, uh, the, the mm-hmm. monument, um, fight was happening And it, I mean, it's, it was really disheartening to see what was happening. Uh, Just if you haven't, if anybody hasn't paid attention to what was going on, uh, the local community had petitioned their city commission and said that they didn't want um, the Robert E. Lee statue to be there. There was even a high school girl. She had petitioned um, and wrote a letter saying how it made her feel scared and intimidated. And, and so I, I want to say it might've been a unanimous decision by the city council to have it removed. And a transplant and a person who hadn't lived in that community for very long if if even lived there i'm not even sure but he he decided that he was going to put a white supremacist rally together and it would they were using this robert e lee statue as their line in the sand make a mark Um, and so it just they used this community for their messaging Mm -hmm. and propaganda and it tore it apart and our country and I mean it's just really devastating and I heard you know I was hearing both sides of the arguments when I was in California and um, it was it's it was hard and then uh, but now you see what's happening with the Hurricane Harvey in Mm -hmm. Texas and then you feel hope again that not all is lost in our country and there you know people we do care about each other and we have compassion. People are leaving their homes to drive, you know, several States to go and take care of people and donate everything they have. And, um, and so it, yeah, I think you're right when you say reflecting on, you know, the book team of rivals and the messages that they're bringing out that we have overcome some really dark times in our country and we're experiencing some dark, some dark times in our country right now, but there is some hope when you see, you know, all these volunteers Mm -hmm. coming together and, Houston. These are crazy times right now. They really are.
0: Really. It's hard to keep up. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I do think it's important for us to, um, however it works for you, but make sure you, that you take care of yourself. It's important that we stay strong because if we, um, overcommit or if we're, if we're not able to keep up and, and, um, do what we need to do, then we can't make democracy work.
1: As we've said before, and as one of our great friends in League has told us, you have to bring the party (laughs) when you do our work. And so um, if we're not having fun, then it makes it a lot harder (laughs) to do what we want to do to make democracy work and uh, take that time to, you know, drink that glass of wine with your friends and have a day where you can just chill, not put your boots on just for a day. We we still need you back out there right away, (laughs) but you know, well, there is some time for some me time. So, I mean, even I took vacation for two weeks, even though I was still trying to keep up with all the social media stuff for my local league and, and read these books. But, um, so read some good books. We got some good ones. Yeah. And if you have some books, let us know, share them on Facebook with us. We'd love to see what you're reading. And uh, maybe we could pick it up too. And this is also a great way to start book groups. Uh, so you you got three books we just talked about, um, and then you know start the list on our Facebook page, and right. we'll see how long we can get that list. Yeah,
0: that'd be pretty cool. I want to hear what you all uh, recommend.
1: This is gonna be our league lingo. So normally we do this segment a little later, but we're gonna do this ahead of time because we have some league lingo we wanna get out of the way to make the next discussion a little bit easier. To start off, I'm just gonna throw some lingo out there uh, just to get it all dusted off and ready to go. For example, vote411.org is one of them. If you've never heard of vote411.org, You've got to go and check it out, especially if you're in one of the states that the volunteers league members are paying for it. I hope that you please check out Vote411.org. What this is, it's an online voter guide. So this is where you can go and compare the candidates. So volunteers like Melissa and I, we go and ask candidates questions and we ask all the candidates the questions. Um, And then you, as the voter, have a chance to compare their answers and you can see their bios. And this makes it so that you can be a more informed voter. And you also can print out a sample ballot. And then if you're in a state that has a referendum or initiative process, the league will also go and research. They'll find the background information, you know, what the financial impact is. You know, if this passes, this is what it means. If it doesn't pass, this is what it means. And and so all that information is on there. And in some states, depending on the election, you might have, you know, six, seven page, you know, ballot. And so having that sample ballot with all this, you know, your selections already done for you, it makes things a lot easier. So not all states have vote411.org. My state in Virginia does. Melissa, do you have that in Ohio?
0: Yes. Yep. We use vote411 in Ohio. Oh.
1: Okay, cool. I know that California does not use Vote For One. They use Voter's Edge. Um, so that's another league lingo. I love, love Voter's Edge. If I could figure out how to get every single state to get Voter's Edge, I would totally do it. So let me ma- let ha- draw this picture of what Voter's Edge is. So if you haven't gone online to check it out already, I recommend just just to go see what it looks like. Voter's Edge is it's kind of like having the league's voter guide. Um, where you can compare the candidates and you know the ballot measures and whatnot, but also there's a component to it where they have partnered up with MapLite, which is another organization uh, that does nonprofit, nonpartisan work. But they are all about finding the money in politics, which, as we you know, is my my big issue. I feel like it's the root of all evil, and so you can actually see pie charts uh, of where the money's coming from for each of the candidates who are running for office and you can see like what out-of-state money is what what money's coming from in the state what you know big donors small donors um, corporations versus individuals it's it's fantastic and so sometimes candidates don't answer the questions for a variety of reasons and so as a person who's gonna go and vote I sometimes feel I might not have all the information I need because only some of the candidates answered but with map lights and voters edge you can I feel like I can at least get a better picture of what these people stand for when they're taking certain contributions from cer- certain people or certain companies or organizations. Uh, it builds, you know, a, a better picture. So that's what California has. So instead of having vote411.org, they have the Voters Edge because they were able to partner up with Maplight. Another uh, league lingo is Ballotpedia. Some league, some state leagues have decided to use Ballotpedia as their voter guide, online voter guide. And I'm not exactly sure how this one works, but it's I think it's very similar to how Vote411 is, in that it compares the candidates and will give you all the information uh, that'll be on your ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess the other thing about Vote411 and these other two, Voters Edge and Ballotpedia, is that they also tell you how to register to vote in your state, because every state is different, um, what the voter registration requirements are, um, and where your polling place is at, and you know when the election is. Um, what elect what races are up for grabs um, all of that information will be on those online voter guides mm-hmm. and so the last link league lingo is what an actual voter guide is and so that traditionally before everything was online leagues all over the country had paper voter guides which looked like a newspaper and some leagues still print those paper voter guides out i i still love my voter guide i'm still old school in that way as well <laughs> um And so league volunteers, oftentimes, I remember putting them in like cases of these in the trunk of my car and then just dropping off at libraries and community centers and clinics and whatnot. And so there's still leagues that do pay. So their volunteers will raise money to have these printed off and they'll print them off through their local newspaper or some printing company. And then they'll distribute them throughout the community. And they'll still also have the online voter guide as well. So they'll do two and then... And similarly, some, some leagues will decide that, you know, not enough people are using the printed guide or, you know, it does cost a lot of money to have those printed, that they'll just do only the online voter guide.
0: If you're a, more of a seasoned league member, you might have heard of the website uh, Smart Voter. Dot .org and that was what California used to have but they have rebranded to Voter's Edge. If if you have smart voter in your brain, um, that's kind of the the old term, the new term is Voter's Edge.
1: Check it out. I um I know in Virginia there's a there's a group that does campaign finance research and I'm like, I wonder if maybe we could partner up with them. So it's always good to see what other state leagues are doing. And then, you know, they show you what's possible. And then maybe to start that conversation in your own state or local league to Mm -hmm. see, you know, if you could try some new ideas and new partnerships with other organizations.
0: For our Deeds Not Words segment, let's deep dive voter outreach in preparation for election time and National Voter Registration Day, also known as NVRD. And we know that New Jersey and Virginia have uh, big state elections, and um, I live in the state of Ohio, so I know we have um, a few initiatives g- that are going to be on the ballot. Every election season in your local community is a good time for you to do voter registration outreach. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, and uh, local, you know, municipalities have small elections, and um, it's just a good, you know, it's like it's like creating good habits keep people registered um even if they move one apartment door down they need to re-register likely um it's good to keep thinking civics and you know let's not get rusty so and it's you know it's making civics and voting a party and we love that so (laughs) yeah i think it's um having a national voter registration day is a it's a great time to celebrate um the rights that we have as voters and our ability to make our voice heard in the policies that are happening. So I have a quick fact. Did you know that according to the U S election project that less than 60% of eligible voters voted in 2016? What? Yeah. That's I'm sure crazy. people, yeah, they probably know, <laughs> but I was like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> the results were a couple ticks higher than 2012, probably because of all the, you know, propaganda and tweeting and debates and everything else. But, um, I mean, it wasn't a lot higher. And it was really dismal when you consider what's at stake and when you consider how none of the presidential candidates actually got a majority of the eligible voters to vote for them. I mean, Mm. when you think not a majority of the eligible voters actually voted for the president um, is like, wow, that's crazy. Um, And part of that is because the eligible voters didn't actually go and vote. Um, And for a variety of reasons, we'll get into it, but that's, that's hard. And that's why we need to have National Voter Registration Day. Another fact, the United States comes in 31st out of 35 in voter election participation. So out of 35 countries, we're number 31. That's not good. But it's a good thing that we have the League of Women Voters and other organizations like us, activists like all of you who are listening, who are excited about getting your fellow citizens registered to vote and feeling confident when they walk into the polls to to make their voice heard. So... I Thank you, thank you, thank you for trying to get people out there registered and ready to vote. We're making civic duty fun again, and we're all bringing the party, so Mm y'all rock.
0: We know how to whoop it up with Voter Registration Day. (laughs) Some more about Voter Registration Day, um, you can go online at the website nationalvoterregistrationday.org and check out um, more about it. For this year, for 2017, when we're recording this episode, um, National Voter Registration Day is September 26th and I believe that's a Tuesday. Registration day is a national holiday that is devoted to registering eligible voters. Millions of people don't register because they don't know that they need to. They were never asked to register and don't know how to register. So a grassroots coalition combined their superpowers to engage as many people as possible to get them ready for the next election. Last year, groups who participated in NVRD, like the League of Women Voters, registered over, listen to this, Amy, 750,000 people in all 50 states. Isn't Isn't that that crazy? I mean, that is awesome. That is
1: so three quarters of a million people. Yeah. it's, What's up? That's just one day. Yeah, like, and
0: that's just like the grassroots power of yeah. of, of all of us coming together. Yep. And then nearly 10,000 volunteers did the work. So, I mean, we got a good army of league volunteers ready to go out there and register folks. Um, So it is just really awesome.
1: You know, and it's really crazy and amazing to think because a lot of states are putting voter suppression laws and they're making it harder for people to register to vote. They're making it harder for groups like the League of Women Voters to go and register people to vote. And so when you think that three quarters of a million people were registered last year around or on National Voter Registration Day, league members we are determined like we're like the hell with you we are going to figure this out you know one we're going to we're going to figure out how to change the laws and two we're still going to put ourselves out there and we're going to talk to our fellow citizens and tell them how to register to vote uh we're going to be out there on the front line so it's i mean uh, god we are awesome
0: (laughs) (laughs) we are awesome you know it is amazing that everybody can come together on one day and do all this work Like just Mm -hmm. like you said, just one day can really make a difference.
1: So have you have you ever um, participated in National Voter Registration Day, Melissa? No.
0: (laughs) What? I know. (laughs) No, you haven't. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. (laughs) I know. It's terrible. I
1: hope you feel inspired after today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, in my local league, we are really committed to celebrating National Voter Registration Day this year. So we're working with their young people group to do a national voter registration day event and then we've also done things um we've done things that you know help with voter registration we've done um we've done letters to the editor for voter national voter registration day to get the word out and we've done like facebook posts to um get people to because people don't remember that they need to register Mm -hmm. and then they'll be left out they they don't
1: you guys have done stuff, and, <laughs> but at least you gave us some ideas of if you can't be out there right. standing in the trenches, you, there are other ways you could do it by <laughs> writing a letter to the editor, putting social media out there. So th- those are also good examples. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you right now that it is way more fun to actually be standing there with a clipboard. <laughs> I, I promise.
0: I'm sure. So I'm, I'm assuming, Amy, that you have done National Voter Registration Day. Hell,
1: yes, I have. <laughs> I do it every single year. <laughs> Sometimes I just like a lone wolf doing it on my
0: you're just the one person out there.
1: <laughs> I am. I got my big giant floppy top hat and right. my buttons, and it's, it's like um, that restaurant uh, um, TJIF.
0: Oh yeah, you got the flare. The TGIF yeah, I got Friday. the flare
1: going on. That's right I got my like I have. A, I literally have. I got Imagine this. I've. Been, we should put a picture up of it. I have a giant red, white, and blue top hat, which I get compliments all all the time. And then I have my L W V um, superhero t-shirt that I wear. And I have a LWV button or two that I have. (laughs) And then I have a super, like a superhero yellow, um, apron that I put my league brochures in that I handmade myself. And then I have vote socks on, um, (laughs) and I have blue shoes. Like, I mean, it, I mean, literally it doesn't, it doesn't get any crazier than what i bring
0: <laughs> so you're you're quite the spectacle i'm sure i am and, yep, and but- i always bring candy um Smart. and then
1: with national voter registration day we're going to get into this but i i always have some sort of freebie and so um i it's it is like straight up always about the party when i do voter registration yeah so this year i'm doing it i uh, doing what i did last year which is in my apartment building this apartment building that I'm currently in is, is fairly new. And, uh, you know, people who live in apartment like myself, we're a nomadic bunch. And so we move a lot and we have to re-register to vote all the time. Even if we move, like I said before, um, just the door down, which sometimes you have to do for, you know, got to get a lower rent. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so it's good to have a voter registration drive in apartment buildings. So my local league Because last year's voter registration drive was really successful in my building. This year we decided we're going to try to get all the apartment buildings in my town. And so I'm going to set a table up the day before National Voter Registration Day. And then my fellow volunteers, they're going to do a couple tables the day of uh, National Voter Registration Day. Um, In the past, I've also done it at a hospital. And that was, I had mixed results. Most of the people who were working at the hospital were already registered to vote, but they were you know they liked hearing about vote four one one dot org, um, and we didn't actually get to see too many of the patients because of where the hospital had put us at, mm, yeah. uh, unfortunately. But it was it's always good to talk about the upcoming election with people regardless. Um, and then I've done it at a high school before as well, and we'll get into this in a minute. But uh, registering high school students in September is is not ideal. So, but like I said, we'll get into that in a okay. second. But yes, I have participated in National <laughs> Voter Registration Day, and I love it. It's it is um, up there with Constitution Day, which I also celebrate. <laughs> that's in I October. I'm such a nerd. No, that's September seventeenth.
0: Okay. Yep. Oh, I'm, I'm a- terrible. I didn't even. I'm I'm the worst. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you, Amy, how do people respond to you in your outfit when you're doing voter registration?
1: Um, well, sometimes I get laughs. <laughs> Which makes me sad. Um, (laughs) But most of the time, people think it's super funny or cool. And I get lots of compliments on that hat. So if I don't have my apron on um, and just got the shirt and the button and the hat, people are like totally digging it. And off the street, I get, you know, people telling me so. But it's nice, too, because I really stand out. And when I was at the Women's March um, this year, I wore my, my top hat. And while everybody else had the pink hats on, I I did and I wore the top hat, which actually worked out really great because then all my league friends could find me because I had this ginormous hat on. So right. um, it's you know it really does pay off to stand out and wear <laughs> something crazy, crazy ass goofy. You're
0: you're like a fun um, Uncle Sam when I see the picture. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'd rather be Alice Paul, but it's just
1: you know just uh, a little too crazy, yeah. <laughs> a really crazy Alice Paul. She would approve of the hat. I think so. I think so. (laughs) Really great thing about National Voter Registration Day, is, like I said, is the freebies. That's Well, one is that you're working with 10,000 other volunteers the same day, um, hoping to register, you know, maybe this year a million people. That would be awesome. As someone who is like, I'm always watching my pennies, like I love the freebies that the coalition partners have put together for us. So you get giant posters, you get stickers, right? I think they have a cafe press. Is that what that's called? Mm -hmm. Uh, The online... You can order at, like, at cost hats and mugs and shirts, You know more stickers if you need, like way more than what they're gonna give out for free. Uh, they have social media templates, letter to the editor and press releases, email template. So it's like, you don't have to create anything. It's already done for mm-hmm. you. Everything is so much easier when someone else does it and you just have to put it out into the world. I, I love National Voter Registration Day partly because I'm getting all these freebies also because I'm still learning how to write this captured enthusiasm out into the broader world with press releases and letter to the editor. And so it's nice to see when this coalition group comes out with this material, I can kind of try to mimic it in future things that I'm writing. So as a kind of a a side note, you know, think about when you're When you get these free things, these free materials, how people are writing it so that when you decide that you want to write a letter to the editor or an op-ed or a press release, you kind of, you know, you can kind of adjust it so that it has a similar feel. Not the same, obviously, but, you know, trying to get the same tone. Mm -hmm. You can learn from them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, watching. others are role modeling and then you just pick it up. So, yeah. So that's that's some of the stuff that I love about National Voter Registration Day.
0: And, um, well, one thing oh. that I did last year, um, the League of Women Voters of, I believe it was Mobile, did radio ads. And oh, so um, we got, I got um, permission to take their radio ad. I created videos, like YouTube videos, about mm-hmm. voter registration day, and I used their their ads, and they were cool about it. And so we were able to amplify the message even more. So if wow. um, when leagues are doing these... National Voter Registration Day um, items, we can share them and then, like, repackage them and build on them.
1: Yeah, that's really great. Yeah, and making it visual like that is fantastic. Mm. Yeah. See, you did all kinds of National Voter Registration <laughs> Day <laughs> See, stuff. See, know.
0: You just did it a little differently, yeah. that's all. That's all right. <laughs> I don't have the hat. I need the hat.
1: Uh, I, yeah, I should, I should get you one of those. I'll, I'll work on that. Let me work on that. I have another friend that's got one up in Michigan, so we could all, like, be a trio. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be super good. Okay, so, uh, where's a good place to host a voter registration drive for National Voter Registration Day? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a long list, and Melissa, you just chime in whenever you can think of something yeah. else. Okay. Um, community colleges are, yeah. like, goal buster. Like, you gotta... It, if you haven't planned a, a voter registration drive at a community college campus, please do that. If not this month, do it sometime in the future. Because one, it is very fun. Two, those are people that you know they probably moved um, or they their high school didn't register them to vote. They are ready. They are old enough. It is a great
0: time. So it's great. I agree with that because I have done that, and that mm-hmm. is so true.
1: Yep, university similar. You know, they probably moved away from home. They need help, especially with absentee voting. Um, You know, get versed on that and then go to those universities and help the, those students get registered to vote. Um, Clinics, big thrift shops, churches that are hosting events, apartments, like I said, grocery stores. I mean, we have Safeway here, Giants and Harris Teeter, Trader. Can you imagine putting a... Voter registration table outside of Trader Joe's. Oh, Oh, my gosh. That would be off the hook. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You have to obviously have to ask uh, the store owner. But if, you know, if they're cool with it, I mean, league's nonpartisan, which means that we have a lot more doors open to us than other groups. um, You could you could get some serious um, new voters uh, walking in. That would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Bus. Bus and transit stops are another great place because people are just standing around waiting. And so now they can be productive and chit chat with you and get a sticker on their way out. Laundry mats, similar. They're just sitting around. So if you have any laundry mats in the area. Football games. Oh, I thought of this one because I live right by one. Uh... Think of a rainy day, a rainy Saturday at a bowling alley. Like, there are parents that are like, they got the kids going all crazy or they're playing some boring bowling game. You could have a cool voter registration table with some suckers and stickers, and you could be registering everybody at the bowling alley on a crappy rainy day. Like, I, I feel like it would. It's just, it just makes it too easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> Naturalization ceremonies, everybody's excited. They're tearing up. They feel really patriotic and wonderful. You feel patriotic and wonderful. Now it's time to get registered to vote. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's another really easy one. Community mm-hmm. festivals and carnivals, coffee shops and bars that have a lot of patrons. Um, I mean, really it's it's you just try to think where are the people? Uh, where are people who should you know who oftentimes might not already be registered to vote, like like I said, apartments um, and just be there ready with your clipboard or your iPad to register them to vote.
0: Going to like a book club. Let's say you're in a book club. Like people will trust you. Um, That's how I've done a lot of voter registration. Is that I'll ask my friends and family, "Hey, are you registered?" Like you could even do that. Your book club, your church, like places that you are already going to. You could you could do voter registration that way too.
1: Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, that just that personal contacts. I just thought of too is I remember the Arlington League last this maybe this year they did a voter registration drive at a, like a food bank. And so everybody who was coming to receive um, some assistance, the league was out there registering them to vote. Now, just a word of caution though, is that depending on what state you are, there's, you know, they they might have some rules about like having a home address. And so you'll wanna find out what the rules are for doing voter registration when you're, you have people who are homeless. Yeah. That's something that you'll want to have figured out before you, you even do any voter registration drive. Cause you know, that, that that's an issue. The league also did a voter registration drive for people who had served in prison at some point. And that's another issue is that you'll have to find out what your state laws are for people who, um, had once served in prison and need to go and request their voting rights back. Um, and so like Virginia is one of those holdout states where it's they don't make it easy and it's totally jacked up. But those are those are some other great places, though, if you have a state that makes it easier for people to vote, as they should, um, though, that would be a great place to get some new voters mm-hmm. as well.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea. And um, you can even partner with nonprofits that maybe serve those populations, the homeless population or the um the reentry population, like you could partner with another organization that are serving those folks, and then you yep. can help them do the registration.
1: Yep, because the league members were the experts, and so oftentimes they're seeking out our help when it comes to the voter registration yeah. stuff.
0: So, so now that we've gotten everybody totally pumped for the party <laughs> for the National Voter Registration Day. Um, we want to make sure that we tell you how to sign up. So you can sign up to be a partner for NVRD, and then um, the National Voter Registration Day folks have a webinar about registering voters. The National League of Women Voters and um, this organization called Nonprofit Vote have several webinars you can watch. Um, The National um, League of Women Voters has a guide um, called get the most out of voter registration. And it's a PDF that we will be putting on our website at alicepaulpodcast.com if you want to check that out. And we'll also put it on um, our social media page, too.
1: Yeah, and I've also I've already posted one of the webinars. I think at least one of the webinars. That one just happened uh, from the, non, the Nonprofit Votes Center. And that one, it was uh, about an hour and a half. I think you really only need to watch maybe an hour of it. If, if that, I kind of fast forward to some of it because we talk about a lot of what's already happening. But um, it's it's really great refresher. And it really, it's also a good reminder that you need to go look at your state's laws because every single state is different when it comes to voter registration. And uh, when you're dealing with, you know, everybody has a, has a story and a background. You really just want to make sure that you, you know, you can accommodate everybody that comes to your clipboard. No one feels left out. No one feels judged. Everybody feels safe. The National Voter Registration Day.org website actually has a button when you scroll a little bit down on the right where you can go and look up what your state laws are for voter registration. So you'll want to make sure you, one, watch the webinar, two, you go and check out what your state's laws are if you don't already know them. You know, you might already have a league. Uh, expert <laughs> in your group that can already help you um, every like I said every state is different for Virginia for example we have to watch a five-minute video uh, by the state and the five-minute video is it's it's really nothing it's totally common sense but in order for someone like me to go register people in my apartment I have to watch this video that makes me apparently official so right. every state's different
0: This is a project that you are excited to take on for your local league. Um, So you'll want to invite other groups and volunteers to help you, so uh, we encourage you to make a plan. Um, You can create a sign-up form at signup.com and keep it all organized. Uh, Make sure you divide the work. Decide on volunteer roles, such as who will reserve the space, do the marketing, buy and bring the swag bring the equipment, print and get the um, registration forms, and find out if you can do online uh, voter registration. Some some states do that. In Ohio, we just got that, so that's pretty cool. Make sure you have up-to-date forms. In Ohio, sometimes you have to uh, keep an eye on um, what county the forms come from. You can also contact the city or county clerk to give them a heads up about your event. Uh, make sure you bring some visibility items so you stand out in the crowd make sure you get one of those hats like Amy talked about Um, and then you want to make sure that you um, uh, have a volunteer who will be bringing um, the forms back or making sure that you return the forms in the proper way that your state law requires and sometimes a lot of times you have to do that within a certain time period you know some states you can get
1: registered at 16 17 18 depending on the election the state you really want to make sure you're versed in it before you do it because otherwise you're gonna well i did look like a dumbass so <laughs> just you know learn from my mistake know before you go right. before you right. decide to wear the hat and become the expert <laughs> you so the i will not do that again this year i'm gonna know
0: right people will ask you about absentee voting and no excuse absentee voting and they'll also ask you what offices are up for election so you want to make sure that you know who's um who's running for office and if there's any um interesting issues that are going to come up on the ballot
1: yep and this is a really great time because like we keep telling you we're sending you back to your state uh website this is a really great time to get to make that relationship with your city or county clerk or you know someone in the elections department you know you could make a meeting with them and tell them that you're going to have this voter registration drive and you know what kind of information do they want you to know because I know that once last year I went to my local office and I asked you know I said I'm going to have this event you know is there some things that I need to know and then that's when they said one you got to watch the video Um, two maybe we could show up and three if you can have everybody do it online that would be ideal because oftentimes people write and we can't read what they're writing and then their forms are rejected and and they may not might not know why. So it's really good to start a conversation, get to know, you know, the people who run your elections and and collect those forms so that, you know, when there is an error, they know that, you know, you're just doing your best and they can come back to you and ask you, you know, to clear some things up. And two, that they can, they can give you the rundown before you waste some time on your own or make big mistakes like I do sometimes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then you're building that relationship with your with your county office and that's always a great uh, uh, relationship for your local league to have.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can even, you know, down the road, invite them to a forum and they can Mm explain, explain election law or, you know, or something. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, these are, these are the people that you want to be best buddies with because you Together, we make each other's lives easier. Right.
0: (laughs) So next, you'll want to, if you're doing a voter registration event, you want to visit the place before the day of the event and you want to visualize what the event will look like, where the people will be What visibility items you should bring, and where your volunteers can stand and be at the ready to help participants. So, um, you know, having the flow of the table, if you have a lot of people coming to the table to fill out forms, maybe you should have clipboards or lots of pens. And, you know, you just want to kind of visualize it before you get there. Because I know whenever um, I put cupcakes out at a voter registration event, people start coming. And whether you're ready or not, they're they're gonna be there. And and if yeah. you're wearing your your fun hat, they're gonna start coming up right away.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. And if you're in a like a more formal place, probably wearing like my superhero <laughs> apron probably might not be so cool. So you want you definitely want to go there first to kind of get a sense of like what what the expectation is and how you can fit all those people into your space. So if you're in like you know, if it's, it's at the frozen tundra of Sault Ste. Marie and you're going to be standing in the vestibule at a grocery store, you're going to want to know, like, do my volunteers need a chair and coats and cocoa to keep them happy while they stand there right. when the doors keep swinging open and closed <laughs> and it's negative 40 degrees. I would say <laughs> you really want to know before you send people in there. Right. <laughs> um, so another thing you also want to do is bring a team with you to engage those eligible voters. So Melissa kind of gave a list about, you know, what are some of the things that are going to have to run your day, but you also wanna make sure that you you have a team together that, um, and that they can talk about voter registration and where to find information about the candidates. So hint, you're gonna to talk to your team about vote411.org or whatever platform that your state uses and that way that they will feel confident to go and talk to all those eligible voters because it's one thing, we want them all to be registered to vote, but then we also want them to feel very confident when they actually do have to go and cast their ballot because sometimes you know, those ballots are a little bit intimidating with all these candidates and we have no idea you know, who they are and what they stand for. And that's where the league's gift to all of us, Vote for One, comes in or whatever your state is using. Um, so make sure that you are plugging that in with both your volunteer team as well as the people who are coming to your table. And you want to talk about the league because we love what we do. We want more people to come and join us. The more people we have doing voter registration events with us, the more people are going to be registered to vote because, mm-hmm. you know, Melissa and I and all you, we can't we can't do all the voter registration drives. We want to have, you know, little wildfires happen all over the country. And so talk about why the league is doing this, you know, why we want to make democracy work, why we care about having everybody registered to vote how we can make it so that they feel confident to vote. And when mm-hmm. people hear our story, why we join the league, they're going to want to join as well. Right. They're going to want to volunteer. Maybe they'll even at that moment say, I'm going to help you right now volunteer, get people registered to vote. So, right. you know, it, 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 it does happen.
0: And if your league can do some follow-up with these newly registered voters, we want... To encourage you to do that. Um, you can have um, a sign-up sheet, like Amy's saying. Like, um, well, You can talk about the league while you're doing these activities, and you can um, have them give you their information. So you can call, text, send postcards to remind them to vote, and remind them how they can use vote 401org and learn more about the candidates and issues. This would be a
1: great time to say, hey, do you want to Get on our newsletter. We have a candidate forum coming up in a couple of weeks and then you can actually see and meet and shake the hands of all the candidates you're running in, you know, your your local town. Right. So it's a great time to start getting people who've never talked with league members to now meet them face to face and see that we are the coolest people on the block. Totally the coolest (laughs) yes (laughs) and I just want to make another reminder about when we're having our volunteers out there with the voter registration forms if they're not able to use the online form if or if your state doesn't have online forms to really make sure that those um, people who are signing up to register to vote that they write legibly It, I mean it really is a like a make or break that registration it's it's a huge deal so it's crucial online is best if you have it um automatic is even better if you have automatic but um but at this point if you can if you can get them to write like high school students when i'm working with them i always have to like kind of nudge them a little bit nicely like hey that form looks a little, you know, can we maybe <laughs> on bring on that one? Please. Yeah. <laughs> please. <laughs> so, yeah, it cuts down on the process, um, and the people who are processing those forms will like you
0: a lot more. Yes. What to bring. So we recommend, um, like we've been talking about, stickers, candies. Uh, we even like temporary tattoos. Amy oh, and yeah. I, we, mm-hmm. we are down with that. If you can, bring uh, computers or an iPad if you have online voter registration. Um, and then you can even do that if someone wants to check to see if they're registered. And if they're not, then you can register them. So that's always nice to have. Um, get access to a printer if you can, just in case someone needs to print their filled out um, form. So if you have like a PDF online, someone could type it in and then print it out and sign it. Um, you'll want to bring clipboards and pens. You want to bring information about the league and any upcoming events. Maybe business cards about the league. You want to think about a sign-up sheet so people can get on your newsletter and be reminded to vote. Like we're saying, stand out, uh, be the life of the party. You want to think about wearing visible clothing, have fun items on or near your table to make yourself stand out and just have a lot of fun and meet new friends and voters. Um, We really want to make civics fun and create the bandwagon appeal, so if people see that you're having fun, they'll want to be like you and vote and be cool and be a league member. Um, And then your volunteers will have more fun, and they'll want to do more voter registration. So it just is a good um, cyclical
1: event. The last thing we want to talk about, though, on National Voter Registration Day and voter registration is, uh, and I don't want mean to put a damper in your parade on this one, but high schools are not the best time right now. Like, this is September, and as I am so excited for my kids to go to school, yes, super excited, (laughs) uh, I would not be in a high school right now doing a voter registration drive because... The kids are still 17 right now. And depending on the state that you live in, they not, might not be eligible to register to vote. And they're really busy with trying to get everything figured out. Um, that they're, this, is not, this is not a great time. So, but with that said, spring is a fantastic time to do high school voter registration. So community colleges and universities right now is good. Right. For high school, come back in the spring. Now some leagues what they have done is they've come in the fall for the high schools, they put like pledge cards like I pledge to reg and then they'll come back in the spring and then they'll be like, I'll pledge to vote. Um, that's a great idea. So you're meeting them twice, you know, you're really talking about the importance and, you know, how fun it is to vote and it's you know, it's just you make it a big thing. But to actually get kids right now at the high schools registered to vote, this is this is not a good time. So Put that on the back burner. You can come and visit them if you want to, but don't actually plan to register the high school kids until the spring. Mm-hmm. Put all your eggs right now into the community colleges and the universities and, and everywhere else. Okay, so this is your activist alert. So this is our segment in honor of our hero, Alice Paul, and we call it Peeing in Their Boots. <laughs> and that's because, as we have said before, if you've ever watched the movie Iron Jawed Angels, and if you haven't seen it still... You have to you have go to and
0: stop watch it. this podcast and go watch that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it is so
1: good. Anyways, there's a there's a scene. She pees. She supposedly is in the closet and she was peeing in someone someone's boots, a politician's boots. So this is uh, this is our peeing in their boots segment. And uh, it's with our activist alert. So I want to remind you the last episode we talked about the Election Integrity Commission, the, the so-called Election Integrity Commission. And this is a sham commission that they're trying to make systematic voter suppression, um, like the law of the land and, and it's bad. And it's, it's headed up by our, you know, the infamous Chris Kobach and, um, it's, it's a bad thing. So we already have the action alert on lwv.org. And so if you haven't done that, you, I really need you to sign that petition, um, and send it out on social media. Send it out in your league email, newsletter. So that's that's one way you can pee in their boots right now if you haven't done that already. Now, if you've done that, thank you so much. You are a rock star. We have another one for you that has to do with the Election Integrity Commission. So the National League has put together talking points so that you can talk about what this Election Integrity Commission sham is. Um, but you also can. I would say you could even take some of those talking points and wordsmith them a bit and then put them on your league's social media. So, if you're like trying to talk about, explain, you know, why they need to sign this action alert or why they need to, you know, get their neighbors talking about how bad this Election Integrity Commission really is, um, you can use these talking points uh, that the league has created. Um, and put that on social media and other places. Um, We will have a link on our website as well as our Facebook page to those talking points. And in addition, the League has also created a letter to the editor. So as I said before, I like freebies and I like it when someone else does the writing for me. Mm -hmm. And um So they already came up with a template letter to the editor so you can write your local or state newspapers or all of them because it's such a big issue. And I think still a lot of people don't understand what it really means for voters and how much harder they want to make it so that normal people can go and vote um, and so that we can have a large electorate. And so this letter to the editor is going to help bring awareness. And so just imagine if every local league and every non leaguer, if you're just, if you're, you just came by us on accident and we keep talking about league and you're like, what the heck, (laughs) if you're just an activist who really wants to do something great, you can use this too. It's a template. So anybody could use this, you know, you just fix it where, you know, it says where your name is and says where you live. Um, you know, maybe you have to change the date or something, but after that, you submit off to your local newspaper, they're going to publish it. You're going to feel famous for the day and you're going to have done something really great for our democracy so we'll put the links um, for both the talking points as well as for this letter to the editor template and then you just send it off into the the wider world you're going to make you know make the day great seize the day and alice paul would be so proud
0: i mean mm-hmm. she'd just be over there saying "Hi five what's <laughs> up <laughs> As we like to do, we want to just kind of leave you with some episode nuggets. So voter registration on National Voter Registration Day. We want you to get a team together. Decide on a place that has lots of people who need to get registered to vote. Then make a plan and have a lot of fun. Talk about the upcoming election and National Voter Registration Day as a big civic party. No one wants to be left out of a party. Afterwards, share pictures and consider following up with those newly registered voters. Remind them that when the election is and that Vote411 is their go-to tool for staying informed. This is Melissa Currents. And this is Amy Eurston. We ask, what would Alice Paul do?
1: But it's more important what you're going to do. Hold your own voter registration event and be part of the national movement to get more people engaged in our election process. Until next time.